Hello, this is Colin Neal, Director of Player Development at Rice University. This is the Talking Grammar Podcast, Episode 74. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jeff Grammar with the Albuquerque Journal, and this is the Talking Grammar Podcast. We're on Episode 74 now. I'm glad you're here, however you're watching or listening. Appreciate you for doing so. Uh, all these podcasts on the Albuquerque Journal Podcast Network, we appreciate you for, for listening and watching them and, and all our content on abqjournal.com as well. Today's episode uh, in this Thanksgiving week is a pretty unique one, and I'm very appreciative of Cullen Neal, the former El Dorado Eagle and former UNM Lobo, who, who certainly had an interesting time as a UNM Lobo. Um, I know fans here have uh, mixed feelings about the Craig Neal era um, with former coaches. Fans always have that. But with Colin Neal, he was a player here. He was a local kid that graduated here and stayed home to play with the with the Lobos. Um, I think the dynamic between father and son is what led some people to, to maybe sour on the Colin Neal or Craig Neal experience, but it wasn't necessarily the player's fault. And, and Colin Neal's basketball journey certainly is uh it's been a successful one um not only does he have his his degree through basketball not only was he a state champion in high school at a local high school um he, he did play professionally for a couple years and he is now starting his path down the the coaching ranks and uh i i appreciate him for coming on because his time here uh in, including with media coverage probably wasn't uh, always the most favorable favorable for a young man going through college and going through all that so very much appreciate him for coming through and telling his story i think you're going to enjoy listening to him uh talk about some of that and, and talk about life now as, as a dad as a husband uh he's got two little ones and uh he is the video coordinator and player development director with the rice owls who happen to be in las vegas this week on Wednesday of this week, Rice and the UNM Lobos play each other in the Bulldogs Classic in Henderson, Nevada, actually, not Las Vegas, but right outside of Las Vegas in Henderson, they'll be playing each other. So it was cool to catch up with uh, with Colin on Thanksgiving week. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you enjoy all these podcasts as part of the Albuquerque Journal Podcast Network. All right, Colin, uh, welcome to uh, to the podcast. First of all, before you know anything else, man, thank you so much for doing this podcast. It's been a really long time since you and I have talked, obviously, and and uh, an awful lot has happened in in your basketball journey since your time here in Albuquerque. But uh, first of all, thank you for coming on, man. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. We're uh, this week. Uh, the the team I still cover, the UNM Lobos for the Albuquerque Journal, is playing in the Ball Dogs Classic, and you are going to be out there because you are doing what now? with the Rice Owls. What are you doing? I am the director of player development and video operations. So I do basically, I do on-court workouts and then I do the video stuff as well to, for the coaches. Second year job, right? Second year with Rice? Yeah, this is my second year with Rice. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. It's been, it's been a great opportunity. Coaching is what you want to do? Is that is that it? Is it the, the, the player development side? What, what is it that you uh, want to do? Coaching is what I want to do. Uh, I mean, player development is something I really love. I really love to work with the guys hand-in-hand uh, individually. So obviously coaching is the end goal, but I feel like if you're a coach, you can work with the guys as well. So uh, definitely definitely be an assistant coach and then maybe a head coach in the future is the, the final goal. Very cool. I know you, uh, again, we'll, we'll, I'm going to walk through the uh, the basketball journey from El Dorado to Rice here in just a second, but uh, catching people up that that don't know, um, you are a, a married man and a father now. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, five years married, and I have a two-year-old and a six-month-old at home. Yes. 
That's awesome, man. Uh, what did uh, first of all, what did the married life do to to change uh, change who you were? Did did it change who you were at all? Well, so I was very fortunate. My first year playing in Europe, my wife was playing in England, so I was in Poland and she was in England. So I was able to see her a lot. Like we were able to bounce back and forth and see each other a lot. So I was very fortunate with that. And then the second year, she came over with me to Germany for a long period of time. And then when COVID hit. We just decided we decided as a family that it was time for me to get into coaching and hang it up and then, uh, yeah, start having a family. And you did two years professionally, yeah, right? Years. You said Poland and Germany? Yeah, two years professionally. Uh, I was actually in Germany when all of COVID happened. So I was I was probably one, one, of, the, one of the people on the first flight, flight back to America. Yep. Really? Yeah. Uh, and what you said, she was over there playing too. So she's a player. What, yeah. She, tell me your wife's name. Her name's her name's Lauren Lauren Neal, or her maiden name's Lauren Holt. She uh she played at Portland State and UC Riverside. She was a player as well. She's a good player. Yeah. Basketball yeah. background. Who's yeah. who's the better basketball? <laughs> yeah, who's the better basketball player? You or her? That's an in-home argument. I mean, we're always gonna argue that. <laughs> uh, I'll give it. I'll give it to her just to make her happy. <laughs> There we go. Yep. It's Thanksgiving, man. We're we're all in a good mood for yep, Thanksgiving yep. week. Um, no no problems at home when you answer like that. Yeah. Uh, it, it it surprises me when I think about this. Had Hugh on last week. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been he's been gone for almost a decade. I over the summer, you know, Bryce came back and I talked to him because he did something at La Cueva. I mean, it's it's been a decade since since you graduated from from El Dorado, and I'm just curious when you when you talk about sort of your playing days, how much of it goes all the way back to the high school days and, and talking about like, I know it was a few years, but really the junior and senior year, the, the battle you and Bryce had, but the career you had at El Dorado is, is it's going to be hard to match for for anybody. How often do you think about those high school days at El Dorado High School? No, I cherish that. Uh, I cherish that. All my best friends are still my teammates that were on those teams. Uh, I can go with Chris, Chris Brazier, Tobin Brazier, Kay Martinez, Zach Lee, so all those guys I still talk to, we still have a relationship. Kane was on staff at University of Nevada with with me for two years. So uh, just going back, I really cherish all the moments I had with all all those guys, and it honestly shaped who I am today. So you go you go all the way back. You talk about those high school the high school glory days, and, and you you had some. I mean, some some legit ones, obviously, player of the year stuff like that. So. Um, you obviously, as people here watching this, a lot of them are obviously going to be Lobo fans that still follow Lobo basketball. Mm-hmm. You become a Lobo, and and I'm I'm curious when you think back about that whirlwind kind of senior year for you. Um, Steve Alford and the Alford family move on to UCLA at the end of that just great basketball season for the Lobos. Your dad gets the job. You make the decision. You had already been committed for a while to St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. Um, the decision to come to UNM and, and what that time was like in, in your life and your family's life. No, it was a really, it was really, really tough decision. Uh, Coach Bennett was one of the first people that recruited me. Uh, I was real, like real in touch. We became really good friends. He's really close with the family. We still talk to Coach Bennett to this day. Obviously, I ended up at St. Mary's in the end. But uh, yeah, when we were deciding as a family, we just had, we just had to go through it and decide yeah. what what we thought was best. And I mean, playing for your dad, uh, there not many people can say they did that and through it all I, I those moments were amazing like I look back and I'm just very thankful for everything well that freshman season since, since you're playing uh you're, you're on a staff now playing in Las Vegas this week I remember from that freshman season probably the highlight of your or maybe your entire Lobo 
um, time uh, with with the University of New Mexico. But that freshman year, you, uh, it, ironically enough, I, I mentioned I had Hugh on last week, but he's hurt. You guys are playing in Vegas against Marquette, and uh, you get the starting nod with with Hugh out, and you, you go off for 26 points against Marquette, kind of mm-hmm. um, introduced yourself to the college basketball world a little bit as a freshman there at that MGM Showcase game. And uh, I'm curious how much you, uh, you remember that 26-point game as a freshman. It's hard to remember. Like you said, it feels like so long ago. Like everything feels so long ago. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. credit to the team. Like Marquette was a really good team at the time. I think they may have been a NCAA tournament team. So, I was, yeah, very fortunate to have a little, I guess you could say, a coming out party uh, versus Marquette. Uh, yep. Yeah. You you guys had a pretty special team, too, obviously. Alex, Cam, Kendall, Hugh, all on that team as well. Uh, Didi, um, was that, I think Didi kind of replaced um, Tony in that starting lineup mm-hmm. um, that year, I believe. Yep. So you guys, you guys had a pretty good, obviously rostered an NCAA tournament team in that 2013-14 season but then 2014-15 that was supposed to be the year you and Hugh Greenwood kind of <laughs> kind of take over Lobo basketball a little bit and you you break 20 in the first two games and then sprain the ankle in the third game in Puerto Rico how how disappointing was what was supposed to be a pretty special second year with that ankle injury no that was definitely unfortunate that's one of the things I do really remember because I'm I'm still affected with that with that till this day. My ankle, my ankle's still sore sometimes. But uh really? Yeah, like my uh my uh he was my roommate. Like I was really excited to play with him. And the fact that I didn't get to play with him and all the other guys, that was really hard because I was trying to rehab, trying to come back. And uh, I just it was just wasn't happening with my ankle. So it was unfortunate for me, but I mean I think I was able to learn a lot just watching from the sidelines. That year, obviously, you know, we don't – I'm not looking for in this podcast to rehash all the, all the bad necessarily, but there were a lot of people that started um, poking, uh, I would say, maybe the generous way to put it, um, about, you know, from where you sat on the bench to where, you know, you were going to be playing the, the following year when you came back. Um, things started to, you know, get pretty nasty, I would say, towards you and towards your dad a little bit in those next couple of years. I'm curious, as you look back on that, how much does that sour, if at all, um, your memories and your time as a Lobo basketball player, the way some of the uh, the critics, I'll say, um, kind of turned those uh, your sophomore and your junior year kind of turned and, and started really being nitpicky, I guess, about from where you sat on the bench to what shoes you were wearing and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, the past is the past for me. I'm just I always try to move forward. I, I have no bad feelings towards New Mexico. I am just thankful through it all. It just it made me the man I am today and I'm fortunate I think I've become a pretty good man and I'm a good husband a good father to both my kids so uh, yeah through through it all I it just it's, it's all a learning process you learn so much through everything and uh, yeah I guess you could say I'm not I, I'm not gonna say I was, I was fortunate but uh, it, it made it helped me make made me the man I am today Right. I mean, we all, I guess, you know, even a, a sports writer, I guess, all of us have a different path, right? And, yeah. and that was yours. That, that's where, where you are today is because of all that. Um, do you have any any thoughts back on your time there? Any any regrets or any, you said nothing but good memories and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, you went through more than an average player. Um, any regrets that you have from your three years as a Lobo basketball player? No, you can't live your life with regrets. Um, I'm thankful for all my teammates, all the coaching staff. I still talk to the coaching staff. I still talk. Obviously, I talk to my father. Uh, me and my father are still great. So I'm, yeah. uh, 
I'm just, yeah. Uh, like I said, I have nothing. I have no quarrels at all. No quarrels. Your, uh, your move from uh, UNM, and, and I do want to ask you, I should have asked you when you were talking about your family a little while ago, I want to ask you about um, Grandpa Noodles and uh, how he is as a grandpa. Um, <laughs> and I imagine I, I can guess how your mom is probably a, a, just an absolutely in love with being a grandma, I'm mm-hmm. guessing, but um, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Okay. You you go from your Lobo time, um, and uh, when you decided to, to move on basketball-wise, you go to Ole Miss, you go back to St. Mary's. For, for those that really only kind of focus on the Lobos, um, what was your what was your basketball journey like after you left uh, UNM? How would you describe the, those next two stops? It was kind of a whirlwind. Uh, times were short both at both spots. I was nine months for both places, but I was very lucky to, to play for two great coaches, Andy Kennedy and Randy Bennett. Um, yeah, the uh, – uh, Going to Ole Miss, I uh, got to play in the SEC, so I got to play in the highest level of basketball. And going to St. Mary's, like I played, I played in a top twenty-five team for the entire year, so uh, I had really good basketball experiences. And like to so this day, same thing. I talked to both my teammates from both different teams, a lot. And obviously, I mean, you mentioned playing for St. Mary's. Obviously, Randy Bennett is in my mind still, you know, one of the probably most underrated coaches in in college basketball. Um, and it's kind of weird because he's been good for a long time. Mm-hmm. The, the team's had success. He's got a lot of wins racked up. So it, for, for the college basketball world to, to maybe not quite give him his due just yet is, is still sort of weird to me because he's been doing it at a pretty high level. Um, but, yeah, you got to play for, for for two really good coaches after your UNM days. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I was fortunate. Uh, played for Andy Kennedy. He's at UAB now. So he's in the same conference as us. So I see him on a consistent basis. It's actually I'll even go farther my uh, – my assistant coach at Ole Miss is now an assistant at FAU, who's now in the conference, so I get okay. to see him as well. And then, yeah, playing for Coach Bennett, uh, great, great basketball mind. I was able to learn a lot uh, offensively, defensively. Um, it's just it's, it's interesting just the different dynamics that go into building a program and seeing how people do it and see how everything's different. Like uh, going from my dad to Ole Miss, that, that, that's different. Going from Ole Miss to St. Mary's, that was different. And even coaching – and then even with – Coach Alford at UNR and then Coach Perry, like it's all they're all they're all unique in their own ways. Let's let's go through some of those coaches and, and I'm curious how much you kind of take from each one with what you want to do with the career. If you want to get into coaching, I'm curious how how Coach Cullen Neal, how much you take from uh let, let's go back to high school. Let's go with Coach Sanchez. Mm-hmm. How much you take from Roy Sanchez to then Craig Neal? Like what coaches are you molding your your coaching uh I guess style after? I consider Coach Sanchez a, a really, really good friend to me. He's always been super loyal. He's always been – he's just so loving, and I'm very thankful through my through it all. He was always – always had my back no matter what, and I – yeah, like, to this day, I still talk to Coach Sanchez. He He's my guy. Um, He's my guy. He'll always be my guy. Um, With my dad, obviously, that's my dad. Uh, things didn't work out the way they yeah. wanted, but uh, I think my dad is an unbelievable offensive mind. So uh, I think he really knows what he's doing on the offensive side of the ball. So I always try to learn from him on that end. Um, AK, AK was a real. It was really passionate. Uh, I really, I'm really a huge fan of how he's really. Ma- I think he's mastered the switching defenses. He's really good at doing multiple types of defenses to change it up on the opposing team. So that's something I could look forward to in the future. And then Re- Coach Bennett, uh, 
I just remember how much Coach Bennett hammered home on the defensive end, and that w- that's a huge key point for him. So uh, I think it made me – I'm not saying other coaches didn't, but I think he made me realize like how important the defensive end really is to a team. You uh, you then did a grad – I think you did two years at Nevada, yeah, right? Two years, or did yeah. you do just one? Two years. Okay, so you did two years in, in Nevada. I, I, I guess I'll ask with, with the working for Coach Alford too. I know your dad was there. Mm-hmm. But working with, with Coach Alford, what, what do you take from, from his coaching style? Or, or is his coaching style and, and your dad's – when those two are clicking, working together, it's, it's, it did some special things here at, uh, at New Mexico, obviously, and, and now they're starting to get things rolling this year. They look pretty good so far at Nevada. So um, is it just they're so intertwined, or do you take something specific from, from Steve Alford? Oh, they're just good friends. They just work really well together. I, I, believe, I think people, people can see that. But uh, with Coach Alford, I was, it, was, it was nice because I was, they, were, they gave me a GA job, and I was very lucky to have that because I was able to really – I was always around when Coach Alford was at New Mexico, but I don't think I ever really, like, tried to pay attention to everything, like the insides to everything, the way, like, for example, travel. Like when he's working. Yeah, travel, working. Yeah. So, like, just to see how dedicated Coach Alford is to, his, to this passion and how much, he, how much effort he puts into it and how much he cares about his players, I think that's – that's something that it's 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 important. It's it's he was it was he was very great to work for. You worked uh, with him and obviously your dad, as, as we've mentioned multiple <laughs> times. How 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 is it working and and playing um, now that you've done both uh, with with your dad? I, I <laughs> something I could never do. I, I'd never be able to work with with a parent. I, I would. I think we'd go at each other's throat way too much. Um, some people can do it, and it works out wonderful. I'm curious now that you've done it on two different levels, both as a player and a couple years as a graduate assistant. Yeah. Is that something you would do again? Yeah, definitely. I had a great experience in my time in Nevada, uh, playing-wise as well, but uh, definitely a little more laid back when I was working for them than when I was playing for my dad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I was. it was great because I, I've known my dad's offense or Coach Offer and my dad's offense, what they expect for a long time so I was able to contribute in other ways like I don't know like keeping track of points per possession and stuff like that compared to the offense so I kind of just filled in nicely what did uh I guess so as far as this week goes I know what what you're doing with Rice um player development and video coordinator um this season I I think you guys are one and two going into Vegas this week Mm -hmm. uh you know what, what kind of program do you guys have this year and what are you learning so far in year two um, there at Rice with, with Coach Perra. Yeah, played two very good teams. Uh, well, played played a Division uh, division three our first game and played two really good teams in Harvard and uh, Texas. So hopefully we're looking to bounce back here in the, this week. Uh, but, no, Coach Perra, uh, Coach Perra is a great offensive mind. Uh, never been in a system that was similar to his. So coming here, I had to learn new components and new basketball terminology and new details about an offense that I'm very thankful for. And I'm like you mentioned earlier, what am I going to take from those coaches? Coach Perry is definitely someone I'll take offensively from because he's just such a great offensive mind. Are you allowed to take offense from anybody other than your dad? I don't know, yes. man. I, I thought if you're going to pick, if you're going to pick some offense away from anybody, I thought the, the noodles playbook was the only one. In uh, I got to learn, learn, learn from everybody. Everybody will help, help me be a better coach. And yeah, got to take it all. So it, it is pretty amazing. I mean, like again, for, for whatever anybody thinks of, of, of the past with, with your dad, when he was coaching and all that, I've never heard one person say anything other than as an offensive mind and some of the plays he could draw up, you know, out of time, whether it be out of timeouts or some of the set plays and just some of the stuff when, 
when when he's honed in on on what he's fantastic at, which is drawing up some offensive plays, mm-hmm. there's not really a whole lot, you know, that not a lot of people that I hear can can argue uh, are at the same level as what he can do when he's really honed in on it. No, he's definitely he's very quick witted. He could come up with stuff very very well, not come up with, but he has stuff ready in the back of his mind. He's very very quick uh, on that end to come up to find something, figure out how they're guarding, and find ways to to determine what to run to get a basket. I'm curious if you, uh, you know, when he's coaching and and if you saw things differently as a player as opposed to when you were working with him, any little either quirks or something you didn't notice as a player that you saw as a, as, as a graduate assistant when you're kind of working with them, any any tendencies that he or, or Steve um, that they had that you never even noticed before you were working with them? Not honestly, that's something I didn't like, not really, because just being around them, growing up with them, uh, I'm kidding. We were three years around so much. Yeah. Three years at Iowa with coach Alford. I want to say six at New Mexico and then three more with my dad. So I was around it a lot. So I was, I've been through it. I've I've, not too many surprises. Yeah. Not too many surprises. No. Let me ask you again. I should have asked this earlier, but you, you got two little ones now. Mm Mm-hmm. What is um, Craig Neal, the grandfather, and Janet Neal, the grandmother? What what is it like uh, for them as grandparents um, having a couple little ones now? Oh, they love it. They're really they they get down here as much as they can. Obviously, my dad that's a little harder, but my mom tries to fly down as much as she can. They're they're great with the kids. They spoil them probably a little too much for our liking, but I mean that's that's what it comes with being a grandparent. Yeah, <laughs> that's the job. That's their job. I I imagine. Um, nobody could say the, the Neils didn't, weren't an emotional bunch and wore their emotions on their sleeve and let everybody know it. So I imagine when it comes to grandkids, they spoil them like crazy and, and love them like crazy. Um, I, I'll bet you FaceTime, uh, plenty the, of FaceTime minutes the with the little ones. Yep. All the time. Uh, I will say I have not seen my dad cry very often. That was both cases, both times. So that's interesting to see. So, uh, yeah, he's, they're, they're just, they're great, great, they're great grandparents. They're, they're so, just so loving to both, to both our kids. That's awesome to hear, man. I, I, and again, I, I'm curious how often do you, do you get back to Albuquerque ever? Uh, Have you so been able hard. to? It's so hard. Uh, I can't remember the last time I took, actually, I took Lauren through Albuquerque. I want to say that was like, that was when I was still playing. So four, so that was, I want to say 18, 19, 19, 20. I've been telling my friends I'm going to get back. Oh, actually, that's not true. I went to my friend Chris Brazier's wedding a couple years ago. And, I, yeah. So I oh, did, there we go. Yeah, I did get a uh, San Diego Resort. It was nice. Nice to see everybody. It was a good little reunion. Very cool. Yeah. Cullen, man, this has been fun. A little walk down memory lane. Um, a lot of Lobo fans, obviously. Um, I, I imagine a lot of fans, basketball fans here, um, especially with a little time removed, um, have nothing – but fond memories of, of uh, your basketball journey that, that came through for a decade, really came through Albuquerque, mm-hmm. uh, both with high school and, uh, and at UNM. Um, your, your look back at, at Albuquerque, I know you already said nothing but positive. Uh, any one or two memories that, that just sort of stand out from a basketball perspective about your Albuquerque time? Basketball-wise, two things. State championship, my junior year with all my friends. And then, obviously, Who'd the mountain. <laughs> we beat La Cueva. We did beat La Cueva. Uh, and second one was winning a Mountain West championship with with my first year with my dad. I mean, not many people can say that as well. So that was that was a great experience. 
All right, when you guys cut down nets and stuff like that and you guys all have the little string, do you still have yours? I do. I have my hat and my did string. Did you use it somewhere along the way? Yeah, I have my hat, I have my string, I have my ring all together in, in my in my bedroom. So they're like all right next to each other. Yep. How often do you show it off to, to your wife and, and how, how old do your kids have to get before you start showing them? Man, probably four or five when they maybe they'll understand then. I'm still this is parent parenthood, I'm still learning. This this stuff's hard. Being a dad, being 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 a dad's hard, but I'm very fortunate. Um, but uh, yeah, I still when my, when my wife starts to talk a little crazy about the basketball journey, I, I make sure she knows. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm 14 years into the parenthood thing myself, and and at a very you know I'm a, obviously much older and in different stage than you are, but I'm I'm 14 years into my parenthood journey, and I don't have a clue what I'm doing. <laughs> yet, so 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 good luck, man. You're I'm still not ready to be a parent, but I got two of them now as myself. That's so. awesome. Congratulations. Um, no, nobody, uh, nobody ever prepares us to be a parent. And then even when you become one, nobody really ever masters it, I don't think. But uh, it's, um, it's a fun journey, man. And, and, and I'm glad you're on it. And, and I'm glad to hear it sounds like you're happy being on that journey. No, absolutely. It's two, two of the best things that could ever happen to me and my wife and family. You letting your kids get, are you letting your kids get into basketball? Oh, my son loves it. It's probably my fault. Right. It's probably my fault, but my son loves it. My daughter's still a little young to figure it out, but yeah, my son loves it. It's all he does when he comes home. Starts straight to the basketball hoop. T- tell me again, how old's your son? He's two. He's two. Okay, yeah. so he's two, and he's going right to the hoop right already. Right it already. Yeah, doesn't doesn't stop. Uh, right before bed, he says, "No, I'm shooting." He's gotten to that point now, so uh, it's hard to convince him to go to the bath if he's got a basketball in his hand. So you all right? So all the stuff you learned from um, from Randy Bennett and and maybe even AK, you said with Coach Kendi, you're still not teaching him any defense at two. It's still all offense. Right? Oh, it's still all offense, 100. percent He can learn that a little later. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Colin, I appreciate it. Um, good luck this week. Good luck this season. Um, good luck on whatever's next with the with the coaching career. I know you guys put in hours. I don't think people realize, especially a video coordinator. I'm, I'm guessing you're putting in you're putting in a lot of hours in in your role right now. So being a, a parent of two and a, and a husband and, and putting in those hours has got to be kind of crazy. So, so, uh, good luck. I hope you get to enjoy Thanksgiving. What's your uh, go-to Thanksgiving, uh, side dish or, or food? I like yams. I like yams. yams? You're yeah. a yams guy. Huh? Yeah. Yams guy. Yeah. I know it's probably not I don't know if you... everyone else's favorite, but I like yams. I don't know. Well, I, I imagine they'll have something for you for the teams, some sort of spread for you guys this week, but I can't imagine hotel Thanksgiving, um, is uh, is going to be quite like a like some home cooking, but I imagine they'll have something for you guys in Vegas. All right. We're so I'm gonna celebrate Saturday with my family as well, so it'll be it'll be good. Are you gonna be able to see mom and dad? Uh, yes, I'll see them. Very cool. So, th- are they gonna be then? Is your is your wife and kids are they gonna be able? Are you all gonna be together this Saturday? Or are they back home in? They're back. Houston, they're, they're, right? they're back home, but I'll see I'll see my I'll see my mom pretty soon. She's gonna she's gonna okay. come. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Colin. Well, hey, man, I appreciate it. This has been awesome. Uh, I, I hope a lot of Lobo fans enjoy this. I, I, I think they will. Um, I think a lot of people still have fond memories of the Colin Neal experience in, in Albuquerque, and, and I'm glad you were willing to come on and talk about it a little bit. And uh, good luck this season, man. No, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it was a great time. Appreciate it.
All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, fun conversation with Colin Neal. Uh, very much appreciate Colin for taking the time. Uh, his week is already in Las Vegas or in, in Henderson uh, for this week's Ball Dogs Classic. Very much appreciate him for not only taking the time to do this podcast, but uh, just just to really kind of go down uh, memory lane a little bit on what at times was a very difficult time for him and uh, and his family as a Lobo former Lobo basketball player. Uh, but I, I as he said, he has. No ill feelings towards his time in Albuquerque. He has he has fond memories. This is still where many of his best friends. Uh, it is still where he graduated high school. This this is still part of his home and part of his uh, his fond memories of his basketball journey. So now that he's coaching, uh, it was fun talking to him a little bit about what he's taken from every coach he's uh, he's worked for or played for, and uh, fun hearing a little bit about what the the life as a father and a husband and uh, how his uh, how his parents. Uh, Craig and Janet Neal are, are spoiling more than he likes uh, his his two little ones. So all that's fun to hear. I look forward to seeing Cullen out in Las Vegas this week uh, at the Ball Dogs Classic. So hope you guys enjoyed that. Hope you guys enjoy all the podcasts here as part of the Albuquerque Journal Podcast Network, as well as all our coverage on abqjournal.com. Hope you subscribe to the Albuquerque Journal and, and keep supporting local journalism so we can do more of these shows. We do more of our coverage in print and online and uh, just keep bringing you the stories and the coverage that you enjoy. So hope you enjoyed it until next time. Thanks for listening.